Here we go, lads. Another episode of Mustard MMA. Thank you very much for joining us. We're going to cover everything that's going on in the uh, big wide UFC world, the MMA world as well. Matthew, you've had a nice little break, weekend away. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah. yeah. Into the new, the new forest down in Bournemouth. The new Lovely one. part of the world, Joseph. Yeah, very, very nice. It's relaxing. I'm actually shattered now. Well, I can't, can't be in that relaxing then, can it? <laughs> oh, just it's a bit of a long drive, isn't it? Two yeah. hours is a long drive for me. But yeah, it was good. It was good. It did mean I didn't watch too many fights. So we'll, you'll have to uh, take me through some of the review of the weekend, Joseph. But all in all, it was a lovely weekend. Shit weather. Very, very jank. But <laughs> relaxing. I enjoyed it. How you been? Yeah, good, good, good. You talk about a long drive. It took me nearly two hours to get home from your place last week. The traffic was a nightmare. Oh, really? I think, yeah, I think there was an accident. I only, so I only saw the second half of that game, believe it or not, that first England game. Uh, I did but, not know that, Joseph. Yeah, but saw the Scotland game, saw all the Scotland game on Friday, went out for that. I went down a little uh, to a little do, a little event. Frank McAvenny, the Frank McAvenny was there. Scotsman. Who? Ex-West Ham player. Uh, oh, so, yeah, there you go. That, that, was, that is what it is. Got, got a fish and chips. Got a fish and chip dinner. We, and there was a little auction and stuff like that. So it was a proper old school, uh, oh, nice. old old school event. But yeah, Father's Day obviously as well. So seeing a bit of family. I'm not a father, so I didn't. I, it wasn't for me. But spent a bit of time with the family. So yeah, decent weekend, decent little card. You know, a little bit of a mixed bag. Main event let me down a little bit. Korean Zombie beat Dan Ige. Decent fight. I think you know. I think all you can really say from this is it shows that Korean Zombie is right there in that level. That you know bounces him right back. Does he go above top five? Does he go kind of outside of it? And he puts himself there. So I think where he goes next is an interesting one. Obviously, you've had the uh, Max Holloway pulled out of his fight with Yaya Rodriguez recently. And to be fair, I mean, Korean Zombie's been calling out Max Holloway, saying, uh, you know, Holloway hasn't got the power, but Korean Zombie has. He wants that fight. But I mean, obviously, Holloway's the one that's pulled out. I don't know what's going on there, but personally, I'd, like, I'd, I'd quite like to see the Yair rematch. I think that makes total sense. He won that fight until like the last second when he got caught with uh, one of those upwards elbows, those patented upwards elbows, didn't he? So, for me, I'd quite like to see Korean Zombie fight Yair next. I don't know what's going on with Max Holloway, actually. No, I don't know, Joseph. I'm, I'm not in the in the know. No ITK over here. I don't know what's happening there. One yeah, of I don't these know if days... it's COVID or what. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Is, is it an undisclosed jobby? I think one of them? possibly, possibly. But one of these days we'll get a Korean zombie prediction right, won't we? Yeah, it's, we, it's, we, it's we, a bit difficult to predict, really, isn't it? Because, you know, obviously this one went the distance. I think between them, they've got pretty much all finishes with their wins. And in the end, he's come out and he's kind of put on like a, what would you call it? Like a, a professional five-round victory almost. Yeah, I think he's, he must have just reeled it in a little bit. I mean, I must be honest, Joseph, I've been very limited in what I've actually seen. But judging by the scorecard, it seems to be like a pretty unanimous win for the zombie. And like you said, you, you sort of alluded to it with the, the Yair fight. He, he was too reckless, too late, and a little bit unprofessional, you would say. So perhaps he's had, he has changed that about his game, and maybe the, the Ortega fight was a lesson as well. So he, he's had to step up a little bit yeah. and be a bit more professional in his... Uh, in his um, approach to these fights so yeah it just shows you though that zombie is there we, we picked ego to wings we thought he was carrying a little bit more momentum zombie hasn't won in years so it's good to see him actually get back in the wing column obviously he's not won in years because he's not even been fighting but years all the same but he, he's right back in there and i think the year fight is absolutely just makes sense 
it makes total sense. Like you say, he was winning the majority of that fight, and it was just one moment of madness, stroke a moment of genius from the other side of the coin that, that took the fight away from him. So that, I'd love to see that. I think it's probably something we will see. Any other featherweights in there, Joseph, though, that you think sort of moving away from Korean Zombie and onto that Max and Yair news? Any other featherweights you'd like to see jump in there that, that step out step out of the sort of 10 to 15 ranking that can jump the queue a little bit, do you think? Uh, not sure, not outside the rankings, I wouldn't have thought. No, I don't think uh, Zombie would want to be doing that, to be fair. With the amount of time he spent out of it, that'd be a lot of time to spend out. You come back, you get a win, and then you take a chance on someone unranked. Having said that, he is ranked number four. You've got Ortega tied up for a title shot. Max is out, let's say for now at least. So that only does leave Yair. Oh, you know, I think it's. I think it has to be Yair, doesn't it? Really, because you look at Calvin Qatar, risky fight. Josh Emmett, risky. Arnold Allen, one of our favourites. Big Arnold Allen. Yeah, he's the one who's got to jump in on one of them. Surely he needs to pipe up, and he. That's what I'm sort of leaning towards. I think he needs to sort of throw his name into the hat and fight one of these. Whether it be, I, I think if if the zombie has maybe perhaps taken a little bit of damage at the weekend, like I say, didn't see it, don't know, um, would he be ready for whenever Yaya and Max were meant to throw down? Could uh, Arnold Allen jump in there? That could be a good opportunity for him to sort of skip a few people in the rankings and find himself in a number one contender's fight. Because that's what that one is, isn't it? The Yaya Max one was a number one contender's fight. So anyone who's got ideals of being a champion and is fit needs to be calling out Yaya right now. Yeah, and obviously you've got Jigar as well, Chikadze, he, he wants yep. he wants that fight as well, which is fair. I mean, he's he's ranked even lower than Arnold Allen. Maybe maybe Jigar, he talks a little bit more, perhaps. for so, You know, Arnold Allen's quite funny on social media and that. He loves his meal deals, doesn't he? But for some reason, it's feel like maybe Jigar's built a little bit more of a reputation for himself. So, I mean, yeah, I'd like to see the fight. I'd like to see, we've been shouting for Arnold Allen to get that type of opportunity for a while now. I'm just thinking from Korean Zombie's point of view, unless he's backed into a little bit of a corner with no other options above him. I think he might be looking elsewhere, but, you know, is what it is. We'll have to wait and see. I guess we can move on to the people's main event, though, now. The one we was all waiting for, Big David Grant. You put out your appreciation post on Instagram. Uh, Big Mike Biz being liked it as well, so shout out to him. Up against Cheeto Vera, and obviously Cheeto Vera came away with a win here. Uh, the scorecards to me, I can't really complain with the result too much. I thought David Grant started well. I thought he won the first round, David Grant. I thought that was pretty fair. You know, I'm trying to take my bias out of it. If I put my bias into it, maybe you've got a case David Grant snuck the second round. Obviously, there was a little bit of a takedown and control time in there for Vera. But, you know, I don't think it was too devastating. Perhaps not enough to, you know, outdo a lot of Grant's strikes. He landed a lot of strikes. Vera blocked a decent amount, but uh, nevertheless, you had a 30-26 to Marlon Vera in the end. You look at the scorecards and you look at the decision, it was quite an easy victory according to the judges. I mean, are you with the judges? Are you with me? How did you see this? Was I too biased? Well, Joseph, you did cut out for a large portion of your description there, but I caught the end. And <laughs> That's I, all you need to catch. Ho hopefully I'm answering the question correctly here, <laughs> but... If this is what you're after, I, I saw the judges' scorecards and I thought, going into that second round, I thought the second round was the, the one that could have gone either way, not the first round. The first round, I thought, was clearly David Grant. He was the yeah. aggressor when he, yes, Cheeto landed a few here and there, but there was the one pushing forward the whole time. He was landing loads. Yes, he began to sort of, uh, sort of the tide begin, began to turn for Cheeto in the second round and obviously the third round 
you're looking at a 10-8. I thought perhaps it would be a draw going into that. I thought maybe, obviously, when he had that choke, I was like, just hang on, just hang on. I just want to see what the judges are going to do here. You might have nicked it. You might have nicked a draw out of this. But to give, what, all three rounds? Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure about that. Very, very, very suspect. I don't know what was going on there. That was dodgy. I, I don't think Marlon Vera come out too well in that. Obviously, he was a great... He got, he got a great win over a tough opponent in Davy Grant, but I think he went in there. He had to make a statement and get a finish and, and quite handily. And to lose the first round in most people's eyes and the second round being as tight as it was and not be able to finish Davy, who's tough as now, I'll just give him that, but to not finish him at all is... Uh, basically, I think Davy Grant come out better than that, than, than Cheeto Vera, to be honest, because I think no one was expecting him to go the full distance and uh, arguably come win the first round and maybe even the second round so I don't know yeah dodgy decision making there props to Davy Grant it was his last shot of the uh, big run at the title wasn't it but yeah I was, it was sad to see I was watching it actually in uh, in bed on Sunday in this cottage um, my girlfriend was watching <laughs> we were watching it and in the third round I was like how do you watch this first thing in the, on a Sunday morning and uh, he was just covered in claret getting choked out and stuff I, was, I thought I'd better turn it off after this that's why I didn't watch any more fights uh, didn't go down too well. But anyway, yeah, I thought he'd done well, acquitted himself well, David Grant. But but Marlon, yeah, he eked a decision more so than the, the judges' scorecard suggest, I think. Yeah, it was a bit of a grinding victory, wasn't it, for Marlon Vera? Didn't really show anything too special. I think, obviously, you take those takedowns out of it and you think maybe can David do a little bit better there? Could he have gotten up? got up? You know, Vera didn't look that impressive. Obviously, judging by the scorecards, he probably still would have won it regardless, uh, based on what they gave the first and second round. So, yeah, unfortunate for David Grant. You know, has he got one more go in him? Can he come back and knock someone out in his next fight and then get another big fight? You hope so, but, you know, what? difficult. What, one thing that did surprise me, how young Vera is, 27 years old. For yeah. some reason, I thought he was a, a lot older than that, so it shows you the room to uh, grow that he's got. Yeah, and for Vera, he just had to get a win, didn't he? I mean, we're sort of... Slating it a little bit, he didn't finish him, but he just had to get another win. He could not lose that fight. There was no chance he would have been out of the rankings and been nowhere near these big fights he's been looking yeah. for. So, yeah, he had to bounce back from that Aldo loss. And Davy Grant, props to him. I don't think anybody expected him to get a win there, did they? I think it was always, when the fight got made, we were like, oh, that's a tough one for him. But it's a good opportunity for him. And going, he outshone himself I think it was probably a performance of uh, career really it was one against one of the toughest he's ever fought uh, like you say a fella in his prime in Ch uh, Cheeto Vera who's just fought the former legend in Jose Aldo and beat Sean O'Malley and, and he took him to the wire so fair play David Grant hopefully he comes back and, and has one more before riding off into the sunset yeah exactly and with his late little comeback if you like his little Indian summer he's earned himself a nice few bob as well when he with his performance bonuses and stuff like that so it's still a good story it's, it's a a happy Quite the night, that was as well. So. Exactly, he's still picking another up the one. bonuses. Yeah. All right, then, another one, pushed it close. Uh, maybe not fight of the night, fight of the night, but uh, Sung Woo Choi, this is in the featherweight division as well, some absolute monsters here. Julian Arosa himself is a monster, we've seen that. Sung Woo Choi sparked him first round, he looked different levels. He talked about maybe he was going to jump up out of the rankings to, to get opportunities and stuff. On that performance, you know, Try not to get too hyped, didn't we? But yeah, Sung Woo Choi, I think, could make a couple of steps within a couple of fights. This one, uh, I've seen this one. It's first round knockout, isn't it? A little left hook just dropped him and then finished him off. Yeah, Arosa's tough as nails as well. Been around the block for years. 
think he's even beat, uh, took Paddy Pimlet to the wire in Cage Warriors or something like that back in the day. And some people even thought he won. So he's definitely got the talent. And to dispatch of him in the first round like he did with ease, he looks very, very technical, didn't he? Very quick, mm. very sharp, very smooth striking. So, yeah, very exciting prospect. To, oh, man, these featherweights, they're, they're just flying through and they're coming out of nowhere, left, right and centre. So, yeah, it's so exciting. There's just endless amounts of, like, what, five foot, eight blokes who seemingly just can't help but want to fight people. Oh, mate, it's worrying, isn't it? It's absolutely worrying. But, mate, it just makes for spectacular viewing for us MMA fans, Joseph. It does. It so, does. as does, and he has done for many, many years, and he delivered again. Your boy, immortal Matt Brown. How about that one? Shut yeah, his I mean, lights off in a was... blink of an eye. I thought I was a little bit kind of surprised by this one, you know. Fair play to Matt Brown; he's still got it in him. I thought Lima would give him a decent little go, and I wasn't I wasn't really sure where it went. But for Matt Brown at this stage of his career, I mean, I can't remember the records he's broken with that one. It's something like most wins, most knockouts, at, maybe at the weight class or whatever. But to, yeah, to pick up a win like that against you know, a big name, maybe not not at the peak of his career as he Lima, but just fantastic to see that one. Yeah, he, he impressed me, Liam. I actually fancied Matt Brown here. I know he's uh, at the back end of his career, but Lima's, I've never really particularly rated him, but his leg kicks on Brown, he was slowing him down, he was chopping away all day long, and then in that second round, he literally just touched him, and he was out, <laughs> wasn't he? Face yeah. planted. It was, it was very, very brutal. That was the other fight I watched Sunday morning in bed as well, so that didn't get too many too many likes from the missus watching them too, but unbelievable performance from Matt Brown. He was pumped. Is he going to stick around for any more, do you think? This is the question. I mean, he can only go on for so long. He's been around for years. Absolutely years, but he is immortal. So Exactly, exactly. So he might as well carry on until year 30, 21. Yeah, I mean, I think the temptation's probably there with a, with a performance like that and a knockout like that. Maybe on the flip side of that, you say, right, perfect, perfect moment to call it a day. But, you know, I wouldn't complain seeing him again. But then if you saw him, you know, if you see Matt Brown get sparked, it would be a little bit disappointing, wouldn't it? So, you know, who knows? Always a tough one. Bruno Silva as well. A final little shout-out on this car before we move on, Matthew. Bit of ground and pound. Old-school ground and pound against Wellington Terman. Big, sort of, you know, a good name, Terman. Solid. Been around for a while. And Bruno Silva just finished him on the floor there. Absolutely superb. Obviously, we've got two Bruno Silvers knocking people out in the USC now. This one a little bit larger. So, thoughts on this one? I was really enjoying this fight. I knew there was a finish in the first round, but I didn't know who it was. And I thought, Wellington Termans, he, he was all over him. I, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, he looked good. Game, it, was, it was very technical, the fight. I really enjoyed it. And then that knockout, I thought, was really sickening. <laughs> it was horrible. Cause it was freaky, like he was, wasn't it? It was horrible. He was just laying there. They looked like little nothing punches. Yeah. And I think he must have whacked the back of his head on the floor which I think is what done him. And he was just out. It was, I thought it was pretty scary, to be honest. Yeah, I, luckily, he got up and all that. So, fair play, Wellington Terman, for surviving all that onslaught. <laughs> yeah. But Bruno Silva, that was very, very nasty. What was that, his debut as well? Was it debut? It was his debut, USC, yeah. Well, mate, he, even the 205ers, they're flying out the blocks. There's loads of them as well. So, he is 205, isn't he? Or I made that up? Mm, not sure if he's middle, but he's certainly a big lad. A big lad, all the yeah. same, yeah. So yeah, so we've got stars coming out of our ear holes after this this card, Joseph. Enjoy it. What you did It's a good one. I, I, it was. I started with the prelims on this one, and they were a little bit slow. So it's one of those ones. It got me down a bit. But I mean, 
three KOs. Obviously, disappointing David Grant. Main event, not too many fireworks. So it was kind of like a... What's the opposite of a shit sandwich? Like a good sandwich. Uh, a pissed ciabatta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was like a pissed ciabatta. No, but it, was, it started slow, finished a little bit disappointingly, put some good ones in there. And obviously a couple yeah. of contenders. Yeah, you had, uh, I think, on the pre-prelims as well. Uh, old Casey O'Neill, I think she's got shout. a win as well. The, the, the Scott come Aussie. Yeah. Don't know which, which she comes as now, but yeah, it's a big win for her. She's surging, isn't she? She won her last one. She looks a, a great prospect. Yeah, submission victory as well. When it rear naked choke, put her to sleep against the name as well. Uh, it does escape me, but you would have seen a fight fairly recently. So good victory there as well. Let's move on to the news for this week. start off with the fight announcements Matt and they're pretty much all massive pay-per-view inclusions big Lovely. one up first you got Luke for Sensei Luke after his big win last time out T Wood sent him off to sent him over to boxing he's up against Michael Chiesa who you know is probably one of those that no one really wants to fight any Michael Chiesa he's been on a little bit of tear since he's settled in at this weight class absolutely rips people apart when he gets his hands on them so a nice contrasting styles as well, actually. UFC 265, August the, August the 7th. Tough one. I'm actually a big fan of both of these. I've been I've been hoping Chiesa can get a nice little run of fights going and victories to see what he can do and if he can get himself up to a title shot. But at the same time, Vicente Luque is one of those ones where uh, you, you, you want to see him do exactly the same, don't you? So good fight all round. I think this is a fantastic fight. It's the perfect fight, different... Styles make fights, Joseph, and these are two very, very different contrasting styles. Five versus six in the in the rankings. Does the winner get Wonder Boy? That's the big question. But <laughs> yeah. I think this is your quintessential contender of a contender, number one contender fight. You got this one. You got Burnsy and Wonder Boy. Let's try and work this out, Joseph. Let's try and sort out the one seventy division here. So you got Burnsy and Wonder Boy. You got Covington up there, and you got Edwards knocking around. One of them's going to get the title shot next. Uh, so, what do you think? Winner of Chiesa and Luke need one more after this and they're in for a title shot? Do you think this is how this is going to work? Yeah, I think they'll need one more, definitely. Um, and they'll probably face Burns, maybe, whichever way it goes. Because if Burns beats Wonderboy, Burns can't get a title shot, so he'd have to yep. fight someone else. If Burns loses, pretty much the same situation, one more and he'll be all right. So, I think you could see Burnsy fighting the winner of this one. Nice, nice prediction there. I don't think they talk enough, these two. That's going to be their downfall in the top of this well-weight division. You've got Colby up there. I mean, Edwards has started to talk a little bit now as well, and obviously Usman's just a massive, massive star in himself. So it's going to be difficult for them to get a title shot there, but what a fight on paper. One of the, one of the stylistic matchups you can make in the UFC in a minute. Yeah, and kind of going down the same route, actually, in lots and lots of ways, kind of title opportunities on the line. Marlon Marais, he never gets an easy fight, does he, Marlon uh, Marais? He's up against Marab Devashvili. This is his big opportunity, Marab. UFC 266, back end of September. And again, contrasting styles. And I have to say, I have to say, Matthew, we know what Marab is about. We know what he can do. We know what he's going to go out there to do. And unless he gets clipped somehow in the first minute or so, I reckon he's probably going to make Marais quit. That is bold, bold words, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Marlon. I won't tell Marlon. I won't tell Marlon, but Jesus, Joseph, that is some strong words there, mate. Well, you can't disagree this, with that, can you? Podcast don't go out in uh, wherever he's from. Where's he from? <laughs> <laughs> he lives Brazil, in New Jersey, doesn't he? 
He's Brazil, we're losing New Jersey, I think, but he'll come after you. Oh, and actually, Joe, you're a big lump. He's only 135. You'll be fine. <laughs> Don't know about that. You can, you can, make, him, you, you can make him quit. You can't disagree, though, with it, can you? No, I completely agree. He's, I think he's, he's been thinking like a stone, isn't he, Marais? And that's the Hudo one, I think, just completely... It's just, uh, it's just perfect to what you just said. He, he did quit in that fight, really. And what was the one after that? Was it Sandhagen? I would say quit in that. That was just an excellent performance by Sandhagen. But he's certainly beyond his best days, I think. And Marab is surging. He's on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. He's he's ready to jump a couple of people in, in that Bantamweight rankings. I mean, he's mm. number six there, Marlon. He's a huge name. This is what we've been waiting for for Marab. So it's an excellent fight to make. He's just Duracell bunny, isn't he? So he's... He's going to be hard to deal with, and I think he'll just get a 15-minute decision. That's classic. What's going to happen? Same card uh, as that one, and again, contrasting styles a little bit. Title opportunities on the line. Bladesy is up against Jairzinho. Obviously, Jairzinho's on a comeback trail. Picked up a nice win uh, recently. Bladesy got sparked by Francis last time out, didn't he, with the uppercut as he shot him for a little bit of a lazy takedown, should we say? So, again, this one, it's going to be fireworks, I would have thought. You know, Blades kind of, uh, I would say he might have more luck taking Jairzinho down than he did Francis, perhaps. Uh, and obviously, Jairzinho's a little bit smaller, so the, he's going to end be closer to start with Blades for his takedowns. But again, big fans of Jairzinho, so for me, this one is just, uh, you know, you just got to sit down and, and sit back and enjoy this one, haven't you? Before Bladesy lost to Derek Lewis, I was like, no way. Does Derek Lewis get this done? Not of hoping. Sorry, yeah, I said Francis, done. didn't I? Derek Lewis. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. oh right. Yeah. I was going to say, he fought Francis about four years oh, ago. Yeah, a while ago. <laughs> he needs to get a bit more active, the boy. But at least, yeah, I thought he's no way going to win. This is a, a 101 blades. He'd get him down and beat him up. And then he got uh, he got chinned, didn't he? Yeah. So um, I'm a bit more reluctant to say... Uh, it's a classic Bladesy performance. Get Jarzinho down and beat him up. Because Jarzinho, that is his Achilles heel, isn't it? It's not his strong point yeah. on the ground. And you'd think it's a tailor-made match-up for him. But I'm just a little bit more reluctant to be all over Bladesy here because we've seen it before that it, it can go a bit wrong. So I will certainly fancy Bladesy here. I reckon he's a big favourite. Jarzinho, big opportunity for him, mate. Chucks him right back in there. But you've got to lean Bladesy here, Joe, haven't you? I know you're a big Jarzinho man. But, yeah, honestly, I don't know. For, for what you see, you just made quite a good point from what you've seen of Blades in his last fight. And, that, you know, maybe maybe he's not going to go out and just follow that game plan. I know he lost, so maybe that'll give him a kick up the arse. You know, I think that's the beauty of this one. It could it could go so many different ways. Blades has knocked people out before as well. Jairzinho's been knocked out. So, you know, even that wouldn't surprise me. It might shock me a little bit, to be fair. But, you know, I could see it happening. Yeah, I think. Do you think he was too obvious what he was going to do before and against Lewis? He was just too blatantly going to go for the takedown. I think he even said it in the build-up. Like, yeah, I'm going to take him down. Yeah, him yeah. Up. So maybe now he comes in with a little bit of a, of a, a malleable game plan, perhaps, and then we'll see a, probably a better, better version of Blade Z. Because so, I think he's probably the only one. I know he's been beaten twice by Francis because that sounds stupid to say, but he's got the tools to beat him. He, like if you could create a fighter who's going to beat. Francis is someone who can wrestle who can hit you hard and, and Blades is that I just want him to I want him to get one more shot of Francis give him a go <laughs> third time like third time gets chin in first 10 seconds but and yeah it, a fight on a slightly small scale just to wrap it up Modestas Bukalkas big favourite in Europe 
trains over there as well a little bit as well, doesn't he? So he's up against Khalil Roundtree, tough fight. You know, Modesto's looking to bounce back a little bit after his most recent one. Haven't really done him any favours against Khalil Roundtree. Again, another favourite of ours, really. He reinvented himself, didn't he? And that was great to see. So um, interesting to see what else Roundtree's thrown into his game, to be fair, after that little sort of Mai Tai transformation he went on. But nevertheless, good fight. Yeah, excellent fight. I was very... It's a lot worse than it is. If he loses this one, which would be no shame in losing to Roundtree at all, you worry he's going to get cut. It's almost make or break. But when you look at his fights, his last one was a split decision loss. He had he won his debut, and uh, the one after that, he, he got knocked out by Jimmy Crew, who's ranked. So it'd be pretty harsh. So they obviously think a lot of him. Former Cage Warriors light heavyweight champion. So to throw him in there against Roundtree, it's one of those. Do you, are they doing this thing, Joe, because they fancy Modestus as a future star? Or they want to get Roundtree back on the horse? Or it's just a great fight all round. So whichever one of those you lean through, it's it's, it's a great fight nonetheless. We're all I'm going to be rooting for Modestus. He, he trains locally, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he gets a gets a big win. But I do like Roundtree. He's just been on a bit of a skid himself as well. So a lot of jeopardy in this fight, Joseph. And that takes us on nicely to the entertainment news. LK is here as always. Nothing too much going on, Matthew. We'll keep it brief, shall we, before we get onto the card this weekend. Just a quick shout-out to Anderson Silver, I think. Obviously, he's always thought about boxing, and he always wanted to go over and test his skills and show people that he's uh, you know, not just a good MMA striker, I guess. He went up against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. last night in America somewhere, I'm guessing. I don't actually know where it was, to be fair. Uh, and Silver picked up the win, you know. Chavez, proper boxer. Not quite... I don't know. I, you know, I don't think you'd say he was quite world champ. He might have got one of those world champion belt there's about a million there in boxing he might have got one at some point who knows but nevertheless what i'm trying to get at proper boxer you know proper boxer an actual boxer he's not yeah a youtuber yeah and i think silver's probably the older man as well wasn't he in this one almost definitely the older man uh and silver picked up the win split decision i think it was but you know fair play to the man he's kind of achieved a dream hasn't he yeah i mean he's been talking about it for years like even back in the day when he was champion Oh, about 12 years ago or something, I mean, there was always a talk fight Roy Jones Jr. and stuff. Obviously, that might have gone a little bit differently, that fight, but all the same, <laughs> he, he's got the skills, hasn't he? Um, I see little videos of him. He's doing the old classic prime silver, goading, showboating and stuff, so he yeah. never changes, and it's actually good to see him, him actually doing well after seeing him lose so many times in a row, so it's actually nice to see him back in the wing column, Big Anderson Silver. And a quick shout-out, Cage Warriors Trilogy. This weekend, three events on as well. Ian Gary, probably the standout there. Could be a, you know, next big thing off the ranks. Yeah, it's, it's, there's plenty of fights going on, Joseph. I mean, if you're not if you're not too keen on the, the UFC coming up and the break we're going to have after that, you've got three cage warriors on the bounce, back to back to back. I think it's Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. You say Ian Gary, he's, he's probably the one they're all looking at to be the next big star. He probably won't be in cage warriors for long. I think he'll be in the UFC before you know it, but he's got to get past uh, a very tough opponent on a Saturday night. Uh, Dominic Wooden, he's, he's one I'm looking for as well. He's been in Bellator. He's, he's been knocking around the scene for a long, long time. A very, very exciting striker. So he's, one, he's on one of them cards. But we'll be on the socials this week, Joseph, getting involved in all the Cage Warriors stuff. Um, but before all that, we'll get into the UFC, eh? Let's do it. Like I say, Matthew, a little bit of a break coming up. And this is a decent card, I think. Decent card to see us on our way before we have a little rest up. Because we've got Connor Dustin, haven't we? That's the big one that we're waiting for. So we'll start off. Main event. Good main event here, Matthew. Cyril Garn up against Volkov. Garn, you know, kind of showed us his chops, really, in his last fight, didn't he? 
picked up a win that showed us a lot about him, what he's capable of, his kind of um, fight IQ, if you like. So that was impressive. He's up against Volkov, who is one of those where, you know, although maybe falling at that last hurdle, often, a, a few times, you can't ever count him out, really. You know, you've seen you've seen Volkov lose before, and you've seen him come back and go on a, on a, a, ch- a charge, a tear afterwards, regardless. So, you know, I think Cyril Garn is the uh, is the next coming of uh, of Jesus in a little way, isn't he? For that for that heavyweight division, maybe we're thinking of a Francis Cyril Garn fight for the title. You know, in a year's time, a couple of years, something like that. I, you know, I'm not I'm not so sure. I, I think Volkov could be a little bit of a spoiler here. I think when you talk about fight IQ that Garnet proved, Volkov's got it in bundles, a lot more experience in you know in striking and MMA. So difficult one. This uh, I don't know what the odds are, but yeah, I, th- I think Volkov could spoil it. I don't think I'd be surprised either, Joseph. I think Garn is in his last fight. He was very professional, wasn't he? He yeah. was. He did what he had to do, but I don't think Jarzinho was very multifaceted really in his approach he sort of tried one thing and just kept doing it for the whole fight and it weren't working but he weren't changing anything up and Garni sort of just he played into his hands I think Volkov I think he's a little bit more aggressive he's certainly longer and taller he's going to be a mm-hmm. completely different kettle of fish if this is in a small cage I don't think Garni's going to be able to keep Volkov at range and uh, run away almost like he sort of did again and keep on his bike like he did against Jarzini I think Volkov's going to be in his face I think he's good on the ground as well Volkov so the Definitely not going to be outmatched there. I think he's got worldly experience, far more than Garnet. What is he, 9-0? 10-0 maybe now? Certainly not as many as Volkov, who's been around the block multiple times. Um, I think it's made for him. And when you look at the division, Joe, I don't know where Stipe is at the minute. Is he going to actually be back anytime soon? If he's not, if he's taking an extended break, after the Lewis and Garnet fight, I think the winner of this is actually getting that shot when you look at the rankings, because Volkov's at 5. Garnet's at four, uh, three. They're not going to chuck him Blady just yet, are they, if he gets a win over Jarzinho? So I think the winner of this is going to get a title shot. Who, who would believe it? He's at Volkov versus Ngarnu, potentially for the title come the end of the year or something. So massive, massive fight. Number one contender fight in my eyes. So I don't think Stipe's going to come back anytime soon. Jonesy, God knows where he is, doing a bit of weightlifting somewhere. And this is a huge, huge fight in the heavyweight division. It is. It is. Another one, actually, in the heavyweight division. OSP, we saw him lose to Jamal Hill, didn't we? Who lost to Paul Craig. Shout out Paul Craig recently. And that was at light heavyweight. OSP's gone back up to heavyweight now against Tanabosa. Tanabosa, good kind of up-and-coming, exciting fight. I've got plenty of work to do. So this should be a good fight, actually. OSP, you know, why is he making this move up to heavyweight? Is it for the long long term? Who knows? But that'll be a decent one. I would have thought you got got uh, light heavyweight Kennedy Nzachekwu against Danilo, Danilo Marquez. I don't know why I struggled with Danilo out of all those names. You've got Njekwu, yeah. right? Danilo, you fucked it. you got too cocky coming to the second yeah. fight, yeah. I did. Uh, so but, these ones, yeah, only only a few losses between them, light heavyweight. So some big lads at the top of this card. you got the touchy-feely on here, Joe, as well. Of course. Obviously one of, one of the best nicknames in the game. Probably not as good as, as your boy, the Dirty Bird. Tin of beans, Tim of beans, Tim of exactly. beans, Tim means Tin of beans, Tim of beans. <laughs> who is actually not fighting, who we said he was going to be fighting. What's happened here? He's fighting Nicholas Dalby now, Joseph. What's happened? Yes, so I did have a quick look, old Tin of beans, Tim means he. Um, yeah, so R- Roberts, hot chocolate, 
Would have been a good one, wouldn't it? Old tin of beans up against hot chocolate. That's that's the stuff dreams are made of, really, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's our old mate COVID nineteen stepped in, I believe, on uh, on Danny Roberts's side, so he's been pulled. Ah. And Nicholas Dolby, nice little opportunity, brought him in uh, short notice, very short notice, really, and put the fight back a week, so it's on this weekend. Tin of beans, good bit of form he's been on. Beat Mike Perry recently. Uh, so again, cracking fight. I think Dolby always he's always in exciting fights as well, isn't he? Yeah, I was just about to say if you're going to take out Danny Roberts, who's always in exciting fights, and replace him with anyone, anyone in the UFC and well away, you'd probably pick Nicholas Dolby, wouldn't you? Because he <laughs> he's been in some crazy wars in the UFC and outside. And when you throw tin of beans in there as well, it's just going to be carnage. So that's one we're definitely looking forward to. The people's main event, the tin of beans versus Dalby. I'm looking forward to that one. Also, Joseph, we've got a bit of homegrown interest on here. Uh, Hanato Moicano, who has sort of gone off the boil massively after that. He's not homegrown, is he? No, he is if you're <laughs> Brazilian. You find Jai Herbert, who is our homegrown interest, Joseph. Uh, so, yeah, good, good opportunity. Um, we've been looking forward to this one for a long while, haven't we? So, yeah, hopefully. He did right, Jai Herbert, so he got knocked out in his debut. Uh, he acquitted himself really well, was winning the fight, but unfortunately got knocked out. Second bite of the cherry here against Moicano, a seasoned vet, big name. Big opportunity for him on a big card. I mean, it's a massive name, really, isn't it? I know Moicano's gone a little bit downhill recently, but second fight in, you're getting getting Moicano after you got stopped in your first one. I mean, it's a bit of a tough go, but, you know, I would fancy Herbert to get the job done here. I don't, you know, I do think Moicano is on quite a steep downward slope, to be fair. Slating all the Brazilians this week, didn't you, Joe? <laughs> or full chow sonnen. <laughs> oh, those were the days. Those were the days. What else <laughs> we got on here? It's got a very, um, sort of, not very well-known names on there that jump out of you, but again, I'm sure it's one of those where there, there's going to be some tear-ups on there. People wanted to make a name for themselves, didn't they? Who was the favourite in the main event? Again, did I miss that? Um, I, I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. Would you like to have a little stab at that, Joseph? Yeah, I'd say, uh, I would say Volkov is the favourite. Got a lot of experience, hasn't he? Uh, that he does, but you are wrong. Oh, to, dear. Uh, the, the unofficial sponsor there is Paddy Power. Uh, Cyril Garn, 8-13, slight favourite. Volkov Ooh. out to 5-4. to four. I think either way, Ooh. switch them around either way. It's, 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 it's a close one, whichever way you slice it, so... Yeah, I wouldn't be lumping too much on Garnet odds on that. Yeah. No, I'm not. not, a, not some of that. Not a massive fan of odds on there at all, personally. But they're worried, aren't they? They're worried. <laughs> but anything else there, Joseph? You've got to get off your chest. Anything you'd like to confess? Anything you'd like to speak about? Anything you want to say to the listeners out there? Well, the only thing I was going to say is that old tin of beans might have Dolby on toast. <laughs> I don't know if that even works. Is there a little, uh, is there a little sort of sound clip you can do of like? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I was just trying to think of a way to get beans on toast in there somehow, and that's that's, that's the best I could come up with. Dalby on toast. What's his nickname? Locomotivo, isn't it? Yeah, I'll have a think. I'll have a think. We'll probably have something ready for his next opponent. <laughs> yeah. uh, once that gets announced, we'll have that ready. But yeah, tin of beans. Shout out tin of beans, old Heinzy. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be our last one. You mentioned it uh, briefly there, Joe, for a long time. I think it's three weeks. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. No, the I Euros be, The Euros will nearly be over. Yeah, there's no two o'clock. Uh, no two o'clock games anymore. I know. It's just a worry, isn't it? The worst is when 
there's just no games at all for like two days before the last 16. You're really at a loose end then. You don't know what to do with yourself. Struggling, You're in like yeah. a parallel universe. I think there's two days this week where there's no football. I do think end of this week, yeah. isn't it? It certainly is. Hopefully, in, oh, it would have to be a catastrophic, catastrophic disaster. Catastrosity. Catastrosity if we don't make it to that last 16 there, Joseph. But, yeah, we're not looking too great, but I'm quietly confident that he is coming home. So, fingers crossed. Got to be, haven't you? He went out and bought a shirt. I went and bought a shirt, yeah. I won't give this one away. <laughs> All right, then, everyone, that wraps it up. Thanks for listening. Mustard MMA, check out that on socials, mustardmma.com for all your latest blogs. If you're going to support it anyway, we'd really appreciate it. Get us going. But, yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Laters. Bye.